Hey, hello. Welcome to Chic Conversations with Linda and Andrea. We talk about anything and everything through real-life observations and experiences. Come and get inspired, uplifted, and wise with us. Wise? Yes, wise. Yes, wise. Yay! <laughs> Last podcast episode, we talked about life be lifing. Life really be lifing. Life be lifing. And we left saying that, hey, maybe we should do a part two. And then we could talk about um, how to turn the setbacks into triumphs. Yes. And that's partly what we talked about, how to cope, how to cope with life. But some things are so hard. Some life situations are so hard that you need to be so super intentional about how do I turn this ship around? What can I do? How can I pivot? Literally stop, decide. Left, right, center. Who do I choose? How do I choose? Who do I talk to? How do I get myself out of this? You can't control. You yeah. know. I know we talked about yesterday, like uh, not yesterday, but we talked. I was. I literally listened to it yesterday. You've been listening to your own podcast, <laughs> saving your own self. I, I've been preaching to myself, listening yes, it's like, true. you know, it saved my life a, a billion times. Yeah, but I did listen to it yesterday, and you need to listen to this uh, part one on life be lifing. But then we talked about there's always light after the dark. Mm-hmm. There's always you know once you get get into the dark. There's always light, and you have to see it that way without always seeing it as, gosh, this is this is doom. This is a setback. This is this is the end. There's always a door. There's always a, a, a window. There's always a hole. Whatever opportunity, there's always a way out. Yeah. And only yeah. perspective is key. Perspective is key. Yeah. Focus on what's in your control. Some things are beyond your control. And you'll be stressing every time things that you can't control. But if you focus on what you can control, have that perspective that, okay, if I can't control this, I can't be stressing about this. And and that's easier said than done, I agree. You know what I saw lately that made me think that perspective is really key was a YouTube piece, a documentary. I don't think it's a series, but it's Kirk Franklin, a gospel artist that found his father. Oh, I heard about his that. His father, right? And and there was such a buzz about it. I thought, oh, let's see what that's about. What I got from that is sometimes some things that really take a hold of you, it's not even your own making. Mm-hmm. For him, he never met his father. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And when you don't know something, when you think you're missing something, uh, it takes over your whole mind. And so for him, who he thought was his father, is not his father. He found his father. I don't want to spoil it for you. But he's lived his whole life feeling less than. Mm-hmm. And I also know someone that has a relationship friction with their parent, one of their parents. And up until 40 years later, they're still dealing with the physical touch of their parent and things like that. Kirk t- talked about that too. But anyways, I went all along with that just to say, sometimes you just have to decide this is a problem that is beyond my control. If you if it's especially if it's a parental issue, that's nothing you can do. You didn't you can't bring yourself into the world. You can't control who accepts you as a child. But now that you're grown up, you have to decide how much power you give to your childhood wound and trauma. That's so mm-hmm. so true. And how many times do we imagine something mm-hmm. and we imagine a problem? And we think it through. Mm-hmm. 
Like we, and you suffer. We suffer. We suffer from enough problems and troubles, you know. So don't suffer from that. Don't imagine your mind. Don't imagine yourself into a problem. Because sometimes a problem is not even existing. It's non-existent. But then you imagine it and you think it through and you bring it into reality because of your mind. Yes. You know, the power of the subconscious mind, you have to really think it through. You can't imagine yourself into a problem. You can't imagine a problem that's not existing. So many times we do this. And I was talking to my mom the other day. Uh, So many times, like, you know, you think about something and you make it so big and something that's not even there. And it can can be real. After you imagine it, you bring it to life. Mm -hmm. You bring it to life and something that's not Mm non-existent. And I'm sure we do that a lot. You know, you you imagine yourself into a difficulty, into a situation, and then you suffer from it. And then that's a setback. I remember getting a call from my kid's teacher about her chatting in class. And it was the way she worded it as the kid has committed murder. And I was so troubled. I was like, oh my God, good job. And then I, when I, my husband now came home and I'm relating what happened, the conversation. And he was like, oh, is that it? You made it sound so serious. And I'm like, it was serious when she said it. In my head, I created the whole scenario. But when I spoke it out loud, I went back to the conversation, went back to the email. I'm like, oh, that's not it. That's, I, not that's, that's oh, we can adjust that real quick. That's yeah. not even as huge as I've created it in my head. It became a monster. You know what? It's the same thing. So we're in a group chat in my son's class. Mm-hmm. So we have a group chat on WhatsApp and sixth grade class. So there's lots of parents in there, especially moms, Mm -hmm. and it's called a mom's group chat. So throughout the whole day, they're creating some problems for these teachers that don't even exist. What if, and there's this one teacher in particular that's new to the school, and they have created her into be somewhat of a monster. Now, this teacher is a very strict teacher, Mm -hmm. and she's she was a high school teacher and she's now teaching middle school because that's her passion, but she's been teaching high school for 20 years. Imagine teaching high school for 20 years and she was teaching in the South. The South, usually they have schools that have, um, what can I say? How can I put it? Behavioral problems. Exactly. And children with behavioral problems. So she was assigned to those teachers. So she comes with that energy and that discipline into the school and it's needed, you know, that, and we have some parents that are like, they listen to the kids, whatever the kids say is correct, whatever they say is correct. So anyhow, they have created her into be something that's just so extraordinary, something that's not even non-existent, but turns out if you talk to her personally as a person, she is the most loveliest and the best teacher that we need. So I say all this to say, don't create a monster in something that's non-existent. If it's there, yes, deal with it. But if it's not, see this problem, see the issue, talk to the person, talk to this, and take care of it. And don't make it into a big deal. My kids, they've soon realized that when people say that teacher is the worst teacher, my kids always go and discover that's their favorite teacher because someone else experienced them a, a different way, in a different setting, different behavior, different character traits. It's the worst teacher for someone else. They find out, how is that the best human they've ever met? I love that. Yeah, so, I love that. Uh, 
how else can we turn our frustration into triumphs? What did we what did we say? Turn all your frustration into fascinations. Fascination. Fascination. <laughs> turn all your frustrations. So instead of saying I am frustrated, let's say I'm I'm frustrated that my kids are not eating their vegetables. Is it fascinating? <laughs> and that changes the mood immediately. Yeah, and I have another point. Uh, constantly ask yourself, is this necessary? I'm asking myself is right now. Is this necessary? Always ask yourself this, like, I'm going through this problem. I'm going through this situation. Stop. Think. Think it through. Is this necessary for me to dwell on it, for me to think about this problem? Ask yourself that. And then you can actually, if your answer is yes, is it necessary? Then you can actually think about the solution rather than dwelling on the problem. Exactly, exactly. I love that. And if it's not necessary, drop it. It's beyond your control. Yeah. Let it go. I'm solving my own problem right now. <laughs> really problem. Because I really, even when I walked into this room, how heavy was was I? Yeah. I was very heavy because I've been dealing in my mind and it's in reality. But then when I ask my question, and the question, is it necessary for me to suffer, to go through? Yes, I need to address it. Yes, I need to find ways to make my part of it better. But is it necessary for me to be heavy laden? Exactly. To have is it on it my shoulder, to wear it and go around my, my skull a million times, just the same punishment, unnecessary. Exactly. Yeah, unnecessary. Immediately problem solved. If it's beyond your control, then drop it. Mm -hmm. If it's something that you can control, then control it. Mm -hmm. Figure the situation. But is it necessary? Mm -hmm. Ask yourself that. Oh, that's good. Like if that. it's necessary. And then if it's going to matter, in, how is it going to matter in five years? Yeah. And remember yeah. this. You are dying every day. Be honest. Every single day we're dying. So if we're dwelling on something that's beyond our control, Remember that one day. time when we, so we yeah. said, if we live to be 120, there are 52 weeks in a year mm -hmm. that you subtract your age right now. Mm -hmm. And they said, oh, there's only 4,000 Mondays. Let's go. Let's, Let's not go. waste a Monday. We're not waste yeah. because we're dying every day. True. So if you're thinking of this problem that you cannot solve, is it necessary? If it's not necessary, why waste your minute, mm -hmm. your time, your mind, your energy Focusing on something that you can control. Yes, this is what we're saying. And is this necessary? Yeah. If you can't, if you can control it, then think about a solution. Yeah. Focus on the solution more than focusing on the problem, because the problem will not get you anywhere. I like the simple, simple solution of putting pen to paper. Mm -hmm. I just think that if you just really say, "What is the problem?" Let's just say, Linda, what is the problem? I write it down. I am feeling heavy. Why am I heavy? Because I had a conversation with Joanna. Why did the conversation, like go there and explore your mind and find out, most of the time we find out that all our troubles are imagined. Yeah. Yeah, imagine. They like imagine. What if we don't have enough money tomorrow? What if we don't have enough money for retirement? And then you, you, you have to think, okay, we don't have enough money for tomorrow. What about today? Yeah. Open your fridge. Yeah. Do you have some food? Yes. Do you have gas in your car? Mm -hmm. Yes. Do you have this in your car? Yes. You have everything. Then we have situations that cannot be controlled. Cars. We have a situation we can control.
Yes, we're back. We control that situation. <laughs> it was a situation we could control. Hey, but... listen, look how we did that. Yeah. We turned our set back into it's a triumph. Hey, but <laughs> we had a little situation, but we controlled it. But here's the thing, though, right? Focus on what you can control. This is what we're saying. Turn every setback that you have into triumph. Always think of the way forward, the way going, the way moving forward. We suffer for no reason. Most of us, especially us women, we really do be worried about all the things we that make yeah. all up yeah. all the yeah. time. Yeah. Ooh, Linda, Linda, <laughs> spicy Linda. Yes, but I think so because we talk to too many women that it not it, it does not make us weak, but it makes us it makes us waste our energy. Our resource, our, our creativity, because we 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 look we look at something and we immediately assume that it's going to be the worst case scenario. Let's just the part of oh, bring it back to yoga is being in the moment, mm -hmm. in this moment, in this moment, and we have to be reminded often because we'll forget, we'll forget, and then we'll talk about oh my god, and what what if this happens? That person looked at me crazy. No, they didn't look at you crazy. And then it becomes in our head, maybe I'm not good enough. That's or, not and then or, we just or sometimes like, oh, I sent I sent a text and oh gosh, no one is responding. They didn't respond. What are they thinking about me? Mm -hmm. What is you're creating the situation mm -hmm. that maybe this person is busy. Yeah. Maybe this person is just thinking, thinking about it. Yeah, thinking about it. Maybe usually there's not a response to everything. And then you'll be in your head, in your mind, oh, this is going on, and you're making this a big mountain mm -hmm. over a molehill. A molehill. You can control, you can always control you. The moment you try to control someone else or how they think, what will they think of me? How will they react to me? That's a, that's a day problem. You know what? I still have a friend. So back when her marriage was going through ups and downs and difficulties and problems, she would create something that was not in existent into existent. For instance, the husband would say, I'm going to the store. I'm going to get some ice cream. Mm -hmm. She would be like, oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but not that part. But then she would be like, oh, you're going to get some ice cream? Uh, Were you talking to? Were you going to see? Who you? Oh, oh. And then she would look on her Life360, the app, the GPS, you know, to just track. Has been gone for 20 minutes. Oh, we, we, you, the store is only three minutes away. And she would create a big, big mountain over a molehill. Like he's seeing someone, or he's talking to someone. Or, you know, or sometimes the husband would come home, take a moment, mm -hmm. sit in the car, maybe because you have the problem <laughs> in the <laughs> Like, Jesus, I'm going in, help me, Lord. Three minutes in the car. And then she would be like, Oh, he was talking to her. Awesome. You know, creating this thing. But then anyways, I say this to say he was not even cheating. He was, it was a way of decompressing because he was stressed at work, stressed at home. And it was just a way of him to just decompress. So he'll sit in the car, breathe, have a moment. But wife there is nagging inside. And the time you enter the door, he is probably not even wanting to go in because he's been stressed at work and is coming home. Oh, oh, shoot. Jesus, help There's me another in the house. Don't create, you're going, don't create setbacks for if you're in a relationship, for your friend to be around or to live with. Yeah. Yeah. And part of that is also insecurity in her, in her situation. She just probably wants to be affirmed, but Broadman can't even stop at the car wash and wash the car. She's mm -hmm. on Live 360. Be like, what would that stop? It takes me 20 minutes to get home from work. It's, it's, Go to aisle seven. Aisle seven has the ice cream. Get up, come right back. 
that that's too much. But there's so much trauma. The more we talk to people, there's so much weight people are carrying that are not necessary no. because of the wounds from the past, all the wounds from childhood, all the wounds from past relationships. So here you show up, good, good afternoon. Oh my God, what do you mean good? Good afternoon. What's so good about it? Like because of all the things that you you're carrying, all of a sudden you've been stewing on it mm-hmm. and something happens and you blow up and then you create a major setback mm-hmm. on a relationship. Mm-hmm. You, you even end a relationship because of not handling, not being able to slowly turn everyday thing setbacks mm-hmm. into triumphs every day. We don't have to wait for it to be like, it's been 10 years since I've been dealing with something. You can create it right now and then in the next minute and say, you know what? I'm going to let that go. Exactly. I'm going to let that go. It's really good. You have more points? You have more points. You have more points. And I'm counting on your points. Got good points. Be strict with yourself and tolerant with others. Oh, that's one of my life rules. Yes. I love that. Always be strict with yourself. Be tolerant with others and strict with yourself. This is a, a rule from Stoic. Yeah. Turn obstacles upside down. What does that mean? Okay, so if you turn a situation upside down, mm-hmm. if it's an obstacle that you just turn it upside down, Give me an example. it becomes a good situation. It becomes a, think about if something that you're going through is negative, mm-hmm. always think positive, flip the glass over, flip it over. Think you, you have a solution, write it down, mm-hmm. like what you said, take like, okay, so this is the problem, mm-hmm. you write it down. How am I going to deal with it? What am I going to do? Write all the steps necessary to take you to overcome the problem and then turn that situation around. Every time I how I live, I always tell myself, this is one day. Take this day as it is, as it gives me, because I am going to be there in this day. I am not going to think about the retirement. I am not going to think about college. I'm not going to think about my daughter going to college. I'm not going to think today my son has soccer practice this afternoon not thinking about it because I'm right here. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking each day as it gives me, as it presents me, because I'm not focusing on, it's also good to plan for the future. What you're saying, just to, to clarify fully for people that are listening and want to use that tool is, you know, you have a big overview of what your day, your week, your year, your life wants to be. But then you're not stressing to live in that future that you miss this present moment. Mm-hmm. So instead of planning for how to get out of traffic, how to hurry up and get home and do this and do that and miss out on this time we're having together, you're here now knowing that when you get home, then you'll be there. And then when you get to the soccer practice, you'll be there. And when you're on a date with your husband, you're there. You're exactly. not living in the future. You're that is right the there. And sometimes you just breathe. Mm-hmm. Turn the situation upside down. Take a moment, close your eyes, be present. If you're going, if you're right in the middle of the storm and you can't handle the situation, just take a moment and breathe. Breathe. Your life is more important than you, the problem and being stressed. Because stressing can lead to so much in, you know, in the future. You could just get so much illness just due to stressing. Be in the moment. Breathe. Take a deep breath. Close your eyes. Be present. Tomorrow's a new day. Focus on, okay, I'm going to go through this day, Mm -hmm. but tomorrow is a new day. Mm -hmm. And if a new day means new beginnings, means new situations, means new opportunities, means there's always a way out. I want to add something. Yeah, add. I don't have anything to add. (laughs) 
I can I can't add anything to it. Be in the moment. That's Let, the yoga of it all. Listen, I, I imagine my future self, and it might be my future self at the end of the day. It might be my future self as an eighty year old. It might be my future self at my kid's graduation, my kid's wedding, whatever it is. It helps me to adjust accordingly. So even though I'm the moment, I'm in the moment. For example, if I'm dealing with my child, if I'm dealing with, if I'm dealing with, say, trouble with my child at school, how do I, how am I going to communicate with the teacher of this said child? I imagine my kid doing well in his graduation day or moving to the middle school, moving to high school day or something. And then I imagine a more beautiful conversation. It helps me to speak kindly and respectfully to the teacher in the moment. In my head, graduation day is coming. I want to be proud. I want my kid to be proud. So I behave accordingly so that my future self will be proud of how I show up. That's good. It was a very crafty way. So she told us about this and it was a very crafty way that was introduced. And we, we it was a group of friends that we sat and uh, we wrote a letter to ourselves mm-hmm. as we're speaking, as though someone is speaking, with, as though we're dead and someone is giving a eulogy on us. So we yeah. wrote our own eulogy and speaking to ourselves as though we were dead, but someone else speaking to us and saying, Linda lived a life like so, 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 so. How are you going to present yourself? Are you going to leave? What are your people going to say about you once you've gone? Yeah. Are they going to say, oh, she's stressed every day? Oh, she continued to worry about finances? Oh, she continued to worry about this? Oh, she continued to worry about you know, marriage? She continued to do this? Whatever it is. What legacy are you leaving behind for someone? Like when someone is going to speak about you when you're gone, are they going to say all the good things? Mm -hmm. Are your kids going to say, oh my goodness, my mom was this. Is it going to be a celebration or is it going to be a mourning? Mm -hmm. I love that because I I think it's coming back to me. What we did is you speak to your dead self and your friends also speak to your dead self. Yes. So that you sometimes you can see yourself and they can see you. So they can say, I love that one time that Linda came and brought me a casserole. She yes. did this. Yes. And, and um, that, that just made me feel loved. She was such a caring person and she was an amazing mom. I loved how she raised her kids. Da, 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 da. And then you come also and said, oh, this is I lived a beautiful life. I was able to contribute to A, B, C, D. I think that we should. I think everybody should do that. I exercise. think everybody should do that. And then tell two or three people to do your eulogy with you exactly. so that you see what they see. Exactly. Because there's some things you just don't see. So you could, yeah, I think you should do that. Find someone that can do this eulogy with you, that can sit down and write your legacy, write what that is. You write for yourself and you do it for this person as well. And then you see what life do you want to present? How do you want to live your life? This is a good reminder of how you show up every day, how people see you every day, and how you're going to go forth. And, and it, be, you know what it also helps you? It helps you to turn your life into a triumphant moment rather than, so if you, even if you're having a setback, it helps you to know to put your life in the context of time as life is too short, so you're not fussing about little things. Well, you can now celebrate instead of saying, oh, my God, I'm, I'm mad about this person. I'm mad at this person. You can just choose to let it go. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. And I, need to, I need to do more. I need to wear more. I need to whatever. It might turn it into I need to give more. 
And then you can actually change the chemistry of your brain if you think about the end from this moment. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it, it can be it can be confusing because we say live in the moment and we say don't carry the past. But with then we say look into the future. But you and, have to be very you have to have that mindset. You gotta be mature enough yeah. to understand. To be able to pivot. To able yeah, to exactly yeah. like you have to live in the moment, you be present, but also Look, into, look the into the future. It's a balance. You have to. Otherwise, you'll just be That's living for today. And sometimes you need to live for today, for this moment where your feet are planted. Yes, you must. Wherever your feet are planted, stay there. But at the same time, are you able to diversify your mind enough that you can also look ahead and say, what kind of person do I want to be? And, and what then walk towards it. And what legacy are you leaving mm-hmm by living today. So what legacy are you leaving behind by being present? Then people say, oh gosh, she was there. Mm -hmm. When she came, she was there. Mm -hmm. She brought her energy. Mm -hmm. She brought this. She brought herself Mm -hmm. there. She was present. That's, you know, living for today with the perspective of the future. The end. We love you guys. Don't forget to subscribe, share, comment. Do all the good stuff. You already know. And leave us a comment about who you, you're doing your eulogy with and how that goes. But before you go, let's finish with a deep breath together. Deep, reach, inhale. And exhale. Until next time, friends.